Welcome to episode 431 of The Ziggler Show. Today, we're listening to Zig Ziggler teach us about the true cost of what we do and don't do. We look at the price, the investment, but often don't understand the true costs. As usual, this is a paradigm-shifting message that will free us to increase our personal performance immediately. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Ziggler Show, Kevin Miller. Thank you for the recent five-star glowing reviews in iTunes. Really appreciate those. Your encouragement means a ton to myself and Tom Ziggler and all of our interviewees. And speaking of interviewees, we have some tremendous guests on the show over the next few weeks. Our point is not just to bring on celebrities or people with the latest, greatest widget, but uh, to bring you messages that are inspiring and practical for you to apply to your true performance. So we have some that we are both just incredibly personally interested in because they're messages that have influence us or influencing our personal lives right now. Okay. Let me quickly set up today's message folks from Zig Ziglar. Zig is uh, of course, one of the most famous leaders in inspiration and motivation. He talks on relationships and family and parenting and uh, marriage and just overall success. But professionally, he was a salesman. That's where he got his start. And the reason you're here listening today is he gave you great value and sold you on the value uh, in his message and the principles that he talks about. So the focus in this message that he's giving today is sales, and it's on a specific piece, overcoming the price objection. But I want to stop you right there. This message is necessary for everyone to understand and utilize We all need this because as Zig famously stated and stood on, everyone is in sales. And the definition that I personally use for sales is influence, Uh, influencing something to to someone to something that is going to benefit them. So if you want to influence yourself, and we're we're really going to talk about that today, to influence ourselves to do the things that we should do, that we need to do, that will inspire our true performance. Uh, we need to hear today's message. But if we also want to inspire or, or influence our spouse or our kids or coworkers, friends, managers, uh, our boss, an employee, our customers, anyone, this is a primary topic we need to understand. I mean, we all need to understand. So I'm going to ask you to listen into Zig. He gives about, it's about a 10-minute presentation here. And then I want to give you, actually, it's not even somebody is. We're going to hone in on the one specific point that he talks about and just talk about that. And uh, it'll be pretty brief, actually. Uh, But we're talking about how it specifically pertains to daily activities you and I are engaged in in our lives and our work. So here you go. This is Zig. Prospect still said it costs too much. 
Then you simply ask, Mr. Prospect, if you could convince yourself that the price is more than fair, would you have any objection to going ahead with a yes decision today? Then the next question. Are you really concerned about price or is it cost you're concerned about? Is it price or is it cost? Now, I want to stress a point here as you see me in this live presentation move in front of the blackboard. When you see me move to the blackboard, that literally means that you need to have a talking pad and be using it with your prospect. In our society, we have been conditioned to believe what we see and to question what we hear. Is this not so? All of your life, you've heard people say little things like, well, listen, I was there, friend. I saw it with my own two eyes and seeing is believing. Even though that's not necessarily true, we've been conditioned to believe that it is. What I mean is not necessarily true. Very simple. If you and I were to see a traffic accident, same time, same place, under identically the same circumstances, chances are excellent that 20 minutes later, you would be giving the wrong report on it. At least one of us would be given the wrong report. Maybe both of us. We watch our Saturday's Heroes, you know, on television. And the good guy goes out to catch a pass. And just as about to catch a pass, the bad guy comes along and knocks it away. And we jump up and down and rant and rave and whoop and shout and snort and scream and holler about those dumb, blind referees. I can't see anything. They ought to get him a CNI dog to lead him around. That's what they ought to do. He ought to be able to see. He fouled our man. He fouled our man. Oh, we are livid that he didn't see the other obvious, then they run a replay. And we say, well, maybe he did finally get one right, but he'd been missing them all day. It's about time he got one right. We have folks been conditioned to believe what we see, and that's not necessarily valid, but we've been conditioned to question what we hear. Now, in the world of selling, what we want to do is to eliminate as many areas of doubt Remember we said earlier, they don't buy based on what they hear. They don't buy based on what they see. They don't buy based on what you show them or what you say them. They buy based on all of those that they can believe. Now, in order to be more convincing, when you see me go to the board and start writing, that's the time that you need to be writing on your talking pad as you talk to the prospect. Is it price or cost you're going to be concerned about? And in most cases, your prospect will say to you, well, what do you mean? What is the difference between price and cost? And then here's the example I use. Again, you need to translate. I will say this, I guess, 50 times throughout this entire series. You need to translate so that it fits your sales situation. I'm going to use an example because, number one, it happened to me. Number two, it beautifully and perfectly demonstrates exactly what I'm talking about. 1971, we went down to buy my son, who at that time was six years old, a bicycle. Now, in 1971, we went, first of all, to the Swin Bicycle Shop. And uh, the bicycle we looked at was $64.95. Well, in 1971, you just don't spend 65 bucks to buy a six-year-old a bicycle. He's just going to tear it up anyhow. So we, as prudent parents, went down to the discount store and found a really neat little bicycle for $34.95. Now, the price of one was $64.95. The price of the other was $34.95. 
We were excited about that $34.95 price. We bought it. Six weeks later, we went into the same store to get new handlebars for it. Now, because it was in warranty, they gave them to us. didn't cost us anything. About a month later, though, we went back in to get more new handlebars, and now the warranty is no longer in effect, and so we ended up investing $4.50 for those new handlebars. About two months later, the entire sprocket apparatus came completely unglued. So we went down, and when we got through, the bill was $15 and change. I don't know exactly how much. About a month later, the bearings in one of the wheels went kaput. We went down, and they were going to cost three, four, five, six, I don't know how many dollars, because at that point, we threw in the towel. We said, enough is enough is enough. At that point, you see, we had invested $54.45 in that bicycle. We then went down uh, to the Swin bicycle shop and invested $64.95 in the Swin bicycle. Now, my son literally rode that bicycle until he got to be too big to ride it. For 10 years, he was, uh, when he was 16 years old, he was still playing riding it. He was too big by then to actually ride it. But in 10 years' time, we did not invest another dime in that bicycle with the exception of two tires, and that had nothing to do with the quality of the bicycle. So let's look at what we're talking about. The price of this one was $34.95, the least expensive bicycle. We used that bicycle not counting the downtime. My son rode it for six months. That means the cost of that bicycle was $9 a month. That was the cost. The Swin bicycle, he rode it and used it for 10 years. Total price, 65 bucks. That means that we had ridden that bicycle for $6.50 a year. That was the cost of it. Mr. Prospect, one price to $34.95, but cost $9 a month. The other one was priced at $64.95, but it only cost $6.50 a year. Let me ask you again, Mr. Prospect, is it price you're concerned about, or is it cost? In the cost clothes, then you simply lower your voice, you look them in the eye, and you say, there are many people, Mr. Prospect, who can beat us on price, but nobody beats us on cost. Since price is a one-time thing and cost is a lifetime thing, if I'm reading you right, I'm betting that you're mostly interested in cost, aren't you? We can have this installed by next Friday, or if there's an emergency... We can have it in by Tuesday. Which would you prefer? I believe when you educate, you see, that's what that clothes beautifully does. It educates them to a fact. It educates them to the possibilities that your product has to offer. Now, where will this work? A friend of mine, Bill Egan, who's a Buick Dodson dealer in Bradley, Illinois, worked it this way. There was an elderly couple who when Bill came in from out of town, listening, I might say, to this close on my other set of tapes, which this one is replacing and is reinforcing, I should say. When Bill was listening to those tapes coming in, he heard this exact close. 
And this was the third time this elderly couple had been in to buy this new car from them. Two salesmen had already worked with them and couldn't get the sale. The third one uh, was then working with them, and the couple kept saying, uh, the price is too high, the price is too high. Well, Bill walked in, and they invited uh, him to sit down and uh, discuss what the issue was. Then Bill said to the couple, Mr. and Ms. Prospect, it will involve $9,600 to make the exchange. They gave him the same injection to begin everybody else. Well, that price is too high. Well, they were like everybody else. They want the best possible price. But Bill looked at him and he said, let me ask you, is it price that you're really concerned about or is it cost? Right out of the book. And they said, in essence, well, what's the difference? Here's what Bill said. He's talking to the lady. Ma'am, price is a one-time thing. Costs can go on forever and ever as long as you have the particular product. Now, my question is this. Wouldn't it be better to pay a fair price one time and be through with it than to go on paying those little costs you get from a product, which is probably not as good as what you're looking at right now? At this point, Bill paused. The lady looked at her husband, looked back at Bill and said... I'll take it. So folks, I'm only going to give focus again to one thing. So this will be fairly brief, but it's massively profound. Before we dive in, I want to thank a supporter of this show, Performa Sleep. They are heralded as the absolute best mattress designed specifically for those with an active lifestyle like myself. So I love the premise engineered by two friends who are mattress industry veterans and athletes themselves. This mattress has been designed to be cool, supportive and rejuvenating the muscles and joints. The performance sleep mattress, it gives you an edge as you wake up every day, whether you're headed into the basketball court or the boardroom or the gym or the jungle or the rink or the runway, you'll perform better after sleeping on the copper infused top layer that moves heat away from the body. It's antiviral. It offers the benefits of copper to the body that have been widely written about. The mattress is odorless and low VOC. Traditional memory foam gives a sinkhole feeling, and I know that I've had that. But Performance Sleep gives superior support through the night with a layer of bounce-back technology. So if you're nervous about buying a mattress online, then don't be. You can try Performance Sleep for 100 nights risk-free with free returns, no annoying salespeople lingering over you while you test it out. Mattresses start at just 525 bucks. You can check out reviews by satisfied customers and professional athletes on their website, PerformaSleep.com. And just for our listeners, if you take 125 bucks off plus have free shipping. So just head over to PerformaSleep.com and use the code Ziggler. That's PerformaSleep.com, code Ziggler. Okay, folks. So Zig's primary focal point today, price versus cost and the difference. So I looked up a couple quotes. These are, these are some interesting ones. It says, the price of excellence is discipline. The cost of mediocrity is disappointment by William, and it didn't give his last name. Here's another one. The price of inaction is far greater than the cost of making a mistake. Uh, it was Meister Eckhart. 
Freedom has cost too much blood and agony to be relinquished at the cheap price of rhetoric. That was Thomas Sowell. And the price of light is less than the cost of darkness. That's Arthur Nielsen. So interesting stuff. I mean, while some of you, though, listening to this message may have an actual sales position or run or own a business and can use this message literally in their work as I can, we can all, however, use this premise, the overall message here in regards to our personal and career development. So let's talk about some examples. Uh, and you know, right now I'm, I'm at a point of really looking at some core issues in my life. I'm 45 years old. I've got uh, kids from four years old to 22 and uh, it just brings a lot into light when I see how they're living their lives and uh, what matters to them and what's being mirrored to them and exemplified good and bad by their parents, myself and my wife, uh, and also in my work in the healthcare industry to see things, see people and what their daily decisions add up to. What are the prices they are paying or not paying that add up to costs later? So I'm literally looking deeply right now at my physiological health my psychological health, my spiritual health, my marital health, my financial health for where I want to be today, but also knowing that the decisions very acutely that I'm making today, that's the, I'm going to be the result of that in 20 years at the age of 65, at 30 years, at the age of 75, at 40 years, at the age of 85. My, uh, one, of, one of my business partners and I talk about, gosh, if I want to be an 85-year-old guy, that can do 10 pull-ups to be well and vibrant and vital enough to do 10 pull-ups. That's going to happen by doing 10 pull-ups today, doing 10 pull-ups tomorrow, doing the things, paying that price. Otherwise, well, that's the whole point of this message, isn't it? So I want to dig in just for a minute on this. I mean, each of these areas that I'm looking at personally, it's going to require money. Uh, and, and ultimately when I'm looking at that, I'm literally, I'm talking with different providers, coaches, consultants, doctors in each of these areas. I'm going to spend thousands of dollars. I have a family, I've got 10 kids. Okay. So I'm not just made of money and it's no big deal. That's we look at every penny. That's a lot of money, but, uh, it's, and aside from just money, sometimes there's actually some stuff I'm looking at now that as much as it costs, that is not as bothersome to me as what it will take in the coordination, the consistency, the effort, the time, that price, it looks very high and it's easy to put off. But again, I'm 45. I want more. I fear not paying the price because if I don't, the cost I'll incur will be more than I want to ever pay in the medical realm that I work in. And I hear people's birth dates and I see them and I see somebody who looks 10 years younger than their age. You'd never guess they were that old. But I see far more, as you can imagine, that they tell me their birthday and I, I do the math. Oh, my goodness. You look 20 years older. This is not panning out well for you. That is daunting. That's what gives me a high motivation to pay the price now, uh, so, so whatever it may be, so that I don't incur a gr much greater cost later. I was thinking today as I went through this that with my 10 kids, my youngest is now four. If she gets married, has a baby, builds a house at, say, age 30, I will be 75 years old. Okay, here in Colorado, I know guys who are running uh, up Pikes Peak in the, in the marathon and actively building homes and doing amazing things at the age of 75, bouncing up 14,000-foot mountains. But I know many more at that age who are hardly capable of standing up out of a chair. That is a 
direct correlation to the prices they have paid on a daily basis over their lifetime and what they have added up to. And I know a lot of those who are now having a hard time getting up out of their chair wish that they were not incurring the cost that they do because they would not pay the price earlier on. And that's not an admonishment, folks. I am sitting here as a result paying costs today in my life for prices I was not willing to pay early on. But I look at that and think the cost of ill health and immobility, uh, it, it's a great cost to me. Um, that would be to be at that age and to be immobile. What, what a cost that would be to me, to my own uh, self-image, my, my self-worth, my legacy, but, but the cost to my family. And we look at that today and we look, am I going to burden my family with taking care of me when I can't take care of myself or pay for me to be in a nursing home or take money that could be left to them and, and do that? Or do I pay the price today to be well, even if it's tens of thousands of dollars? I mean, how could I not? Would my family, and I'm thinking about this literally, folks, would they rather that I pitter away and die at 75 and leave them 10 grand more or spend that money now to be vital and vibrant and a part of their lives. So I'm 95 and also I'll take that extra 20 years and make a few more million to leave them as well. I mean, it is, there's some basic math that we're looking at here. Well, if I look at the cost of my brain and my mind, if it's firing on all cylinders now and today, what am I going to do? I had dinner last night with a friend who's a top neurotherapist and his therapy is expensive but he's dealing with people who are now trying to recover from Alzheimer's, you know, the, the early stages of Alzheimer's. And it's so difficult. I mean, he can do amazing things, but to his incredible passion, he would say, oh my gosh, do the things you need to do now so that we don't have to try to help you when you get to that point, because it is very difficult to make great leaps in that. But we can right now, when you are well or weller, We can take you now and bolster you and give you such a great chance that you are not the next person to have Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever. So what if, what what do I need to do to make my mind sharper, more capable, healthy for creativity and critical thinking? What is the value of that? My gosh, we know it. It's priceless, but it's not urgent in front of our face. And folks, I am a human being and I am so apt to deal with what is urgent in front of my, and in front of my face and not make the investments that I need to for my long-term wellness. And it's, I'm, I'm blown away as not, not just a month goes by, not just a year goes by, but three years goes by, five years goes by, and I have not made that investment in whatever it may be. Folks, I live in a house. We built a really incredible custom home that we needed to move into fast because we wanted to get in there and let my wife have our, gosh, I think it was our sixth kid Uh, and, uh, we got in there and we were able to move in with it about 80% done in the past eight years. I finished only about 10% of it and I built other things. So you come over and there's a huge 700 square foot deck that I built and there are custom beds and and all kinds of things, but it's still unfinished. My little girl who was born in there two weeks after we moved in, she just turned eight and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I still have not finished the stupid house. There's trim that's still not in different parts of the place. I, when is this going to end? And of course, you know, it's just cause it wasn't urgent. You get used to it. Now I don't even see the gaps and the walls where there should be trim set there. So I have a guy coming out Saturday, as much as I enjoy doing that type of stuff, I've got other things that I'm even more excited about. I have a guy coming out and I'm going to pay the guy to finish my house finally. Cause otherwise, when is it ever going to happen? The longer we take, we're more apt to just never address it. 
And then we finally come to a point and when we have more personal things than just a home like that, it is a cost that sometimes we just can't recoup. And I think that's the most daunting thing of all. I want to hit on just a couple more analogies that I think will ring true to a lot of you guys, but I do want to thank another sponsor of today's show. It's Cabbage. That's with a K. Uh, so as a business owner, sometimes you've just got to have access to capital to grow. I should know. I've been there many times, uh, but getting that capital can be a difficult task. Talk about something that you don't want to pay the price on, don't want to deal with now, but that's where Cabbage comes in. They provide a simple, flexible access to a line of credit up to $100,000. You can access your line from a phone or computer. You'll get a decision in minutes. Uh, You can start using your funds immediately. There are no fees to set up your line and you only pay for what you take. So Cabbage has helped 80,000 businesses with over 2 billion in funding. So go to cabbage.com slash business today. Get a $50 gift card when you qualify. Again, that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com slash business. Well, folks, another area of, uh, gosh, it's, it's hard to say uh, personal development, it's life development, you know, my marriage. I and mean, talk about an area where it's easy to put off doing the work in your marriage. It's scary to dive in there. Uh, and then to take uh, the cost of time and money to seek counsel. I am not afraid of uh, the word counsel and of counselors. Uh, we've seen many over the length of our marriage. And right now there's some places in my marriage that are as healthy as they have ever been, healthier than I have hardly ever experienced in another couple even. Uh, and I'll, uh, it's not bragging because I'll also say that on the other side, there are some areas that are weak and they are the same areas that were weak 23 years ago when we got married. And what's going to give? I am, I am not willing to pay the exorbitant cost as the years go by, not only for my personal relationship with my wife, but for the example it is to our children as they deal with us. Uh, some, often we, we had a, an argument, uh, and that's okay. But it just was not healthy. It was not the example I wanted to set for my kids. This was last week. And I looked at that. And my wife and I talked about it later. So we need better skills at doing this. We need some boundaries, some guidelines. We've known that and we've just gone away from it thinking it's going to correct itself or just ignoring it. Are we going to pay a price now of time and money and effort so that we don't have the cost that may be irreversible of a not a, not a separation in our marriage, not a divorce, but just a settling, a settling. And I see that and it scares me in couples where they have settled for who the other is. And, uh, you know, accepting is one thing and being, having grace is something else, but we want to come together and learn how to be at a place where we have full respect for each other, that we have full, uh, as full as can be as humans, full love for each other. So are we going to pay the price now, drive down to town, take an evening or do the afternoons and do the appointments, pay a hundred bucks an hour or whatever, uh, that is difficult because it's not something you're going to feel uh, an immediate benefit from. Okay. When I go buy a great meal, I get an immediate benefit. When I buy a new pair of shoes, I get an immediate benefit. Uh, sometimes even in business counseling, if I pay for that and get some counsel, it's something I can apply and get an immediate benefit for. But in my marriage, I'm not going to go get one appointment. Our marriage is going to be fixed. I'm not going to get two appointments. It might be 10. It might be 20. I don't, I don't know. But again, what is the cost going to be if I don't pay the price now? It's just one of the most convicting things that I look at. So we have um, 
you know, Dave Ramsey was uh, is, is a guy we know and love. And we had him on uh, interviewing one of the Ziegler shows uh, about a year ago, I think. And, you know, he's, of course, his area is finance. So are my finances perfect? No. Does, does having a good amount of money make your finances perfect? No. And that's his premise right here. Are you going to pay the price of doing a budget that you don't want to sit down? It's like taxes. Nobody wants to sit down and do that, but everybody wants the, the payoff of getting their tax refund or not getting audited or, or, or whatnot. Uh, so financially, are we going to pay the price to get our finances in order so that we have a retirement fund so that we have uh, money for the things that we do want, so that we're not in survival mode, whatever, wherever you're at. Uh, that's one where people are, I think sometimes more prone to look ahead and know that we're going to, we're going to have a cost that is too high. We've got to pay the price. Now, I think more people do than some of the other areas that I have talked about, but it's still far from the norm. It's a minority. I mean, folks, we get the point here. I'm not going to belabor that this is convicting. It's either going to convict you or it's not, uh, it may not be in all areas, but what is the most acute area in your life? And as much as we here at the Ziegler show want to focus on being positive, this is one where I'm fine with, you know what? You can be negative. Let's get negative and look at these areas of your not life and look ahead and say with a, a, a reality, if I don't deal with this, where am I going to end up? Sometimes, you know what? No, statistically, a pain is more motivating than a desire. A pain is more motivating to a desire. That's why we are normally reactive instead of proactive. When we're proactive, we can make smart decisions. When we're reactive, we have to make a survival decision. It's usually not as good, but we are human beings, fallen human beings, I believe. And uh, that is it. so sometimes I take that and extrapolate that out and look ahead and say, okay, what is the pain going to be if I don't invest in my health and wellness? If I don't address my chronic back problems, if I don't address my sleep problems that are keeping me from getting good sleep, good quality sleep. Uh, if I don't address my flexibility problems, they're going to end up in immobility. And there's going to be a cost that I do not want to pay. I am fearful of that. Absolutely. I'm scared to death of that. Well, good, because that's the only thing that's going to make me pay the price today of dealing with that. So if you look at the areas of your life, and again, I listed out, let me go back up here. Um, these are not all inclusive, but I list out physiological reality, your psychological being, spiritual life your marital life, your financial life. Okay. You add what others are there and look and say, what are you not willing to accept three years down the road, five years down the road, 30 years down the road? What is a cost that you're not willing to accept back up and say, what do you have to do today? And if you put it off, you're going to get closer to that cost that you don't want to have. What is the price you need to, to get to? So what now are you and I needing, but questioning and we're balking at the price because we don't want to spend the money, the time, the effort. Uh, and I would put in effort, the pain, the vulnerability, the fear, the embarrassment. What is the price that we, that is stopping us from making a payment, making an investment. But if we take that and go to Zig's message and go forward and say, if we don't do that, what is the ultimate cost going to be? I mean, that's Deathbed regrets 101. You want to get convicted on this? Go to your uh, your computer search engine, search engine, and type in deathbed regrets, and you'll find some amazing, profound, overwhelming articles and real stories of people where they've culminated that even uh, and looked at what are the consistent deathbed regrets. And 
it's, it's again, folks, it should be the most convicting thing ever, but we've got to face the reality that we are humans and we see what's in front of us and we deal with the urgent and we will put off and put off and put off what is truly important. So here I am human with you, walking with you, listening to this with you, learning with you and trying to inspire my true performance with you. Thanks for being with me. I hope you got value out of this. Look forward to being with you in the next Ziggler show. 